Greetings, precious saints. This is Brother Zbu reading unto you an epistle written by Brother God Frank on the issue of tithing. Title Tithing from the Biblical Point of View. Ewart Frank. Due to the numerous inquiries, I decided to eliminate the subject of tithing from the viewpoint of the Holy Scripture. In the New Testament, there is no explicit commandment given to the church for tithing. However, there are references made therein that should not be disregarded. The Lord Jesus said, Scripture, Woe unto you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, for you pay tithe of mint and anise and cumin, and have omitted the way matters of the law, judgment, mercy, and faith. These ought you to have done, and not to leave the other undone. Matthew 23, verse 23. Close scripture. With this, the Lord expressed in his clarity all one should practice righteousness, mercy, and faithfulness, but one should not overlook giving. According to Leviticus 27, 30, and other scriptures in the Old Testament, it was self-evident for the devout Jews to concentrate a tenth of all things to the Lord, even as early as over 400 years before the introduction of the law, Abraham gave tithes out of gratitude. So tithing does not go back to the law, but was later adopted into the law. The following is written in Genesis 14, verse 18 to 20, Scripture and Melchizedek, kid of Salem, brought forth bread and wine, and he was the priest of the Most High God. And he blessed him, and said, Blessed be Abraham of the Most High God, possessor of heaven and earth, and blessed be the Most High God, which had delivered thine enemies unto thine hand, and he gave them tithes of all. And Scripture As king, of pri as king and priest, the faithful Lord made Abraham with bread and wine to sup with him after he had given him the victory over the heathen kings. Out of thankfulness, Abraham gave him a tenth part of all. Malchizedek was the king of righteousness and the king of peace in person. Hebrews chapter 7 verse 1 to 4. Tithes were already paid voluntarily before the law was given. With the law, it became mandatory so that the priest tribe of Levi could conduct the service in the temple. The offering was a special contribution of everything the people had. In this case, it was designated for extra expenditures in connection with furnishing the temple. Exodus 25 verse 1 to 4 Exodus 35, verse 4 to 5. Exodus 36, verse 3 to 7. The tribe of Levi did not get land as an inheritance like other tribes. Instead, they received tithes from other tribes as their inheritance. The Levitical priest had to then tender the tenth part of the tithes they had received as an offering. Leviticus Numbers 18. In the New Testament, it is no longer mandatory. Therefore, no one should make a law 
and command the people what they should do. Paul wrote in his epistle to the Philippians, chapter 4, verse 10 to 20, about giving and receiving scripture. Now you Philippians know also that in the beginning of this gospel, when I departed from Macedonia, no church communicated with me as concerning giving and receiving, but you only. In, in scripture. In 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 7, he stated, Every man, according as he is purposed in his heart, so let him give, not grudgingly or of necessity, for God loveth a cheerful giver. And scripture. A special offering is something different. In that regard, the instruction was as follows, scripture. Upon the first day of the week, let everyone of you lay by him in store of God as God has purposed him. Correct in scripture. Upon the first day of the week, let everyone of you lay by him in store as God had prospered him. First Corinthians chapter 16, verse 2 and scripture. Whosoever reads the first chapters in the book of Acts, in particular chapter 2, verse 43 to 47, and chapter 4, verse 32 to 37, gains the deep insight into the devotion of the believers in the early church. They were of one heart and one soul. No one considered the things he possessed to be his exclusive property. There we read, scripture for as many as were possessors of lands brackets not a vegetable garden close bracket or houses brackets not a legal home close bracket sold them and brought the prices of the things that were sold and laid them down at the apostles feet and scripture also in this case, we must pay close attention to every word. People are mistaken when they say every believer at that time sold his house and all that he possessed. That is absolutely not the truth, for they gathered in the house for the breaking of bread. In Acts chapter 2, verse 42 plus 46. Therefore, it literally states, Scripture, for as many as were possessors of lands or houses sold them and scripture it was clear to them that one needs only one house to live in not several houses so they sold all the things that were not needed for their personal use it has to be emphasized that the apostles did not force anyone to do so Incidentally, the expectation of the promised return of Jesus Christ was so great and alive that the earthly realm was not their main focus. Instead, they were freeing themselves from it. Therefore, it also says in Acts chapter 20:35, Scripture, it is more blessed to give than to receive. And Scripture. In 2 Corinthians 9 verse 8, we read scripture, And God is able to make all things, all grace abound towards you, that you 
always having all sufficiency in all things, may abound in every good work and scripture. Children of God, having a desire to express their gratitude to the Lord for all that he has done for them in a very practical way so that still others can be reached through the proclamation. Abraham was blessed because he was in possession of the promise. There is a direct connection between giving, possessing the promise, and the blessing. The sequence is promise, faith, blessings. Abraham had received the promise and experienced the victory of God over the heathen kings. The following, then following the communion with bread and wine, the blessing and the giving of the tithe. In this regard, the scripture says, scripture, and here men that die receive tithes, but there he received, he received them, of whom it is witnessed that he liveth. And as I may so say, Levi also who received tithes, paid tithes in Abraham, Hebrews 7, chapter 8, verse 9, scripture, and if you be Christ, then are you Abraham's seed, and here's according to the promise, Galatians chapter 3, verse 29, and scripture, although the people who received the tithes, here are mortal, as we just read, it is nevertheless the Lord God to whom they are given. He has placed the ministries into the church, and his servants are also supposed to be sustained thereby. Scripture, do you not know that they which minister about holy things live of the things of the temple, and they which wait at the altar are partakers with the altar? Even so hath the Lord ordained that they which preach the gospel should live by the gospel. 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 13 to 14 and scripture. Even Brother Branham pointed out several times in his sermon that minister, ministers of God should receive their living expensive by times. He further mentioned that he personally was also paying tithes unto the Lord and that true believers are still doing it today. When it comes to his divine ministry, it is very remarkable and certainty, not coincident, that especially in Malacca tree, we find mention of tithes and offerings. Then we initially read about the promise of the, of the preparer of the way and prophet who was to appear before the first coming of the Lord. As we see it fulfilled in the four gospels through the ministry of John the Baptist. At the end, we find the announcement for the prophet who was to come before the great and dreadful day of the Lord and through whom all things were to be restored to their rightful order. It was further confirmed by our Lord and Savior in Matthew chapter 17 verse 11 and in Mark chapter 9 verse 12. By his grace, all of us have been granted the opportunity to directly partake in this ministry 
and its continuation. Every individual should, with prayer, read Malachi and let it speak to him. In reference to tithing and offering, it states therein, Scripture, For I am the Lord, I change not. Therefore you sons of Jacob are not consumed. Even from the days of your fathers you were gone away from mine ordinances and have not kept them. Return unto me and I will return unto you, said the Lord of hosts. But you said, Wherein shall we return? Will a man rob God? Yet you have robbed me. But you say, Wherein have we robbed thee? In tithes and offerings you are cursed with a curse. For you have robbed me, even this whole nation. Bring ye all the tithes unto the storehouse, that there may be meat in mine house, and prove me now herewith, said the Lord of hosts. If I will not open you the window of heaven and pour you out a blessing, that there shall not be a room enough to receive it. Verse 6 to 10 and scripture. In the scripture cited above, the dice said the Lord caused a curse twice. For us, it is not about what people have to say on this subject, but about thus saith the Lord. Every time we come across this phrase, we are made aware of the seriousness of the matter, that it is addressed. One can also not make the argument that this word is written in the Old Testament. Many trend to appropriate only the promises from the Old Testament to themselves and leave the rest unto others. However, the word of God is not suitable for discussion or arguments. All things were, after all, announced by God in the Old Testament, the Redeemer and the entire plan of salvation, and find their fulfillment in the cause of the New Testament. The Lord says, Scripture, For I am the Lord, I change not. And Scripture. Amen. God cannot change. He is the same forever. He reproaches His people. Scripture. Even from the days of your fathers, you are gone away from mine ordinances and have not kept them. And Scripture. He argues them, Scripture, return unto me, and I will return unto you, said the Lord of hosts, and Scripture. The people asked, Wherein shall we return? God's answer is this, Will a man rob God? Yet you have robbed me, but you say, Wherein have we robbed thee? We notice the seriousness in these words. The Lord accuses his people of betraying him. He rebukes his own who ignorantly ask, Wherein have we robbed thee? His answer follows like an indictment in tithes and offering. It should move all of us deeply when God rebukes his children and accuses his people of betraying him. The matter seems to be more serious than many assume at first glance. Then he utters the words that shake us to the core. You are cursed with a curse. 
who would ever want to be cursed? Yet the holy eyes of God were focused on those who deprived him of tithes and offerings. All people wish to experience the blessing and want to see the promises fulfilled. However, it is possible that there is still an obstacle. Perhaps the root of all evil has not yet been rebuted. First Timothy 6.10 They wonder why they are not making any really progress in their spiritual lives. Some think that the curse might date back to their ancestors. They start researching back to the third or the first generation and do not recognize that it can actually be on them on the account of their own disobedience. In the eyes of God, disobedience is as wicked as the sin of witchcraft. First Samuel 15, 23. In the, verse, in the same verse, it states that self-will is as iniquity of idolatry. Nothing else is as imperative as submitting, submitting our own will unto the will of God. To simply pray, thy will be done, is of no use to anyone. We must strive to complete, for complete obedience in the will of God. Back then, the Lord had to reproach them. You have wrought me, even this whole nation. Nevertheless, he immediately shows the way out. Bring you all the tithes unto the storehouse, that you may be meat in my that they that they may be meat in my house. And prove me now herewith, saith the Lord of hosts, if I will not open you the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing, that there shall not be room enough to receive it. Here the Lord extends the offer that we may put him to the test to see whether he keeps his word. God keeps his word when we do what he says. In that passage, he repeatedly emphasizes the seriousness of the matter with the thus saith the Lord. The Lord ties the promise to the offer that we should put him to the test and see if he then will not open the windows of heaven for us and pour out a blessing upon us that there shall not be room enough to receive it. After all, every one of us wants the blessing of God that is beyond all measures. The Lord himself showed us the way also in this matter. Of course, obedience is a requirement for us in all other areas as well. As the Lord God said himself, the tithe belongs unto the storehouse, always there where the food, the living revealed word is given out. That is how it is written. No one has the right to manage it at his own discretion. According to the word of the Lord, the tithes do not belong 
solemn to the pastor. The ministers of the word give out the spiritual food and from that receive no more than they need for living expenses. Brother Branham did not say pay your tithes to the pastor on August 4, 1960 in the sermon as an eagle. He said pay your tithes and your pastor will be paid. That is indeed a remarkable difference. We made the following statements on July 23, 1960. He made a correction. He made the following statement uh, on July 23, 1960 in the sermon speak and also on the other occasions. I get a salary from my church, $100 a week. No preacher is entitled to open up a source of income for himself. First Timothy chapter 6, verse 3 to 10. Especially not with thines. In order to get rich by, because the storehouse will be lacking these funds. When someone is truly given a calling and sent by the Lord, then the following words of the master which he addressed to his disciples when he sent them are equally applicable scripture provide neither gold nor silver nor brass in your purses matthew 10 verse 9 and scripture paul reminds timothy of the sound doctrine of our lord jesus christ and then writes scripture for we brought nothing unto this world and it is satan will can carry nothing out and having food and ramen let us there be with content but they that will be rich fall into the temptation and the snare first timothy chapter 6 and scripture we believe that now at the end of the time of grace all things in everyone's personal life and then the church are being brought back unto their rightful order before God, and that the complete restoration of all areas is indeed taking place, as it was with the first Christians who believed the pure word of God and carried the divine law for the truth in their hearts. That is how it will be once again at the, at the end among the true children of God. We belong to the Lord with everything that he has given us and are only stewards of what was entrusted unto us. Dear brothers and sisters, precious friends, we only have a very short time left on this earth. Let us first seek the kingdom of God and all the other things we might have need of will be granted unto us. Let us give cheerfully and generously not out of obligation, but simply because of gratitude to the Lord. Since the beginning of the 60s, we have experienced how the ever-faithful God takes care of his church and his work through his own. In over 40 years of this ministerial work, God has not only abundantly bestowed his blessing upon us in a spiritual realm, but he has sufficiently supplied for our earthly needs as well. Our Lord has always provided for us 
when we purchased the first piece of land in the early 70s, upon which we then built the simple sanctuary. And also then we had acquired the neighboring, prop the neighboring property in the mid-60s in order to construct mission buildings with offices, a print shop, a mailroom, etc. He has given in excess in our prayers and beyond our understanding. All of it was mainly accomplished by brothers and sisters from Germany-speaking countries. As for my part, I have carried out the commission that the Lord Jesus himself gave me on April 2nd, 1962. Throughout all these years, even until today, he has taken care of the rest. These acquainted with the end time message. With the new beginning for the new church which he himself established and with the ministerial work, all know that I never spoke about money. Not once in over 40 years have I preached about tithing or and only one time did I call for a special offering in the local church in Krefeld for the construction of the sanctuary in 1973. The entire word for this end time is in the storehouse and is given out worldwide as the spiritual food. For those, for those who generously love the Lord Jesus, it is a privilege to take part in the distribution of the food and the spreading of the end time message. Whoever truly belongs to the church partake, uh, partakes in all the things that are connected with the God-ordained ministry. By now, in cooperation with the responsible responsi brethren in other places, we attend to people in more than 150 countries throughout the world with free literature as well as audio and visual cassette CDs and DVDs and even through trivial programs in over 20 languages. By God's coordination, it has become one of the furthest reaching missionary works on earth. For this last message, the everlasting gospel must reach the ends of the earth. Matthew 24, verse 14, Revelation 14, verse 6a only. I hope that everyone receives this simple exposition presented with a pure heart and based on the word of God in the right way. It was difficult for me to write about this subject for many believers are given to the Lord whatever they can, oftentimes far more than their tithes. May all take from this position that what applies to them and then simply read uh, and rest. May the blessing of the Almighty God rest upon all of you, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and the God and the Father, repay and reward you richly through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Above all, I ask you for your support by praying for me, for the elders, and for all servants in his household. 
by his commission, Father Frank.